let your girl make a podcast. <laughs> hey, everybody. My name's Talissa Hamilton, wife, mother, daughter, friend. I wear all the hats. I've loved sharing my stories with others, so I decided to pick up a mic and share them with you. So come listen with Talissa Hamilton. When I think about the military, there's so many like highlights and then there are some shitty low points that I didn't expect to go through, especially like I joined at 18 years old, right? My mind frame, like where I was at at 18 was I just wanted to leave home. Like you could not tell me anything about staying or about just becoming an adult and the things I didn't know, or I was just like, whatever, like I'm ready to jump wholeheartedly into this thing. And I'm never looking back. Like I'm never coming back home. I'm from a small town. Like it's just not happening and I'm gonna make a way, but baby, let me tell you something. When life hits you, it hits you so hard. And that is exactly what happened when I first joined the Navy. But before we get into all that, let's talk about why I joined the Navy, right? So a little background story on my parents. If you didn't know, I am a military brat. Both of my parents are retired army. Like a lot of relatives are in the military. So all I really knew was military. I was surrounded by a a military base. So all my friends, their parents or cousins or grandparents or whoever was all in the military. So it's just like a little small military town. And I knew that college wasn't for me. Like, I kind of knew that, like, going into high school, I hated school. I didn't really make good grades. I wasn't an A student or even a B student, more like a C student. And I just knew that when it came down to it, like, my junior and senior year, that I just didn't have the grades to go to college, nor did I have the backing. Like, my parents always told me, you know, when you graduate, you got to get out of here. You know what I mean? So staying home just wasn't an option for me, right? So... I kind of knew like, hey, your best bet is to take this ASVAB and go into the military. But originally I was going to go into the army until one day I saw um, I was with my aunt and she took me to the army recruiter to wrap up some paperwork. And then when we were walking out, she saw someone that she knew who was also a Navy recruiter. So when we walked into the Navy recruiting office, everything was like so good. Like it was just such great energy and I don't know. It was just like a different vibe. And then my boyfriend at the time was also in the Navy. So I was just kind of like, hmm, like, do I really want to go into the Army? Like, do I really want to be in the middle of nowhere eating MREs, like carrying all this equipment and stuff like that? And the answer was like, no, I'd rather be on a ship in the middle of the water pulling in the ports than being in the desert, right? So that was kind of my mindset going forward. And that's when I had the idea to join the Navy and being from an army family, like they were not having it. They knew nothing about the Navy. They were just like, this is a big mistake. Do not do this. We won't let you do this. So what ended up happening was I skipped school one day and I went to MEPS on my own and I signed up to go into the Navy and my parents were even more pissed, but I had already did it. I, you know what I mean? Like it just was what it was. I had sworn in and everything. I got my job and I was like, this is what's going to happen. And the more you learn about me, you know, I am that type of person where I make my own decisions. And, you know, of course I take into consideration what people tell me, but most of the time, if I want to do it, I'm just going to do it. So yeah, that's really why I went, ended up in the Navy in the first place. 
So let's talk a little bit about what happened after I joined, right? So my first few years in the military were quite the experience. I left for boot camp maybe like two months after I graduated, which was super easy, by the way. If you're afraid to go to boot camp, don't. Like, it's a piece of cake. Don't worry about it. You'll get through it. But what was a more of a culture shock was the day I got to my ship. So how it ended up happening, I don't know why. I ended up checking into my ship the day before Christmas. So therefore, a lot of people were gone. I didn't have a car. Like, I knew nobody. And this girl comes and picks me up from the airport and she has like her nose pierced, her lip pierced, like she's loud, like she's so fun, funny or whatever like that. So I was like, oh, okay, like it's about to be lit. And then we go to the ship and she drops me off and that's it. Like she's out of there quick, fast and in a hurry. And it's just me in this ship that I know nothing about. I know nobody. Like I don't have a car. I literally just have me, my belongings and my phone. And that's when the reality of life just kind of set in like, wow, you know, you wanted to get out on your own so bad and here you are. So it was, it was, it was super, um, I would say kind of like depressing a little bit because I had a boyfriend at the time and he was stationed in Jacksonville. And then other than that, like all my friends had pretty much went off to college after high school. Um, so they were kind of like worried about their own thing. So I really, again, I had no one, just myself and it was lonely. You know, it was super, super lonely. I did know a couple of people that I went to boot camp with and a school with that happened to end up in Virginia with me. But again, it was around the holidays and I was just by myself. So after that depressing week or two, um, Three weeks after I got to my ship, my um, ship was actually deploying. So we deployed three weeks after I got there. And that's when things started getting better. Because when you're on a ship and you deploy, everybody on the boat, like, that's all you got. It's not like you could just walk off and go meet your friends and family at the end of the day. Like, there is no end of the day because you're in the middle of the water. So you kind of start talking and building relationships with the people that you work with and other people that you don't even on the ship and stuff like that. So that's when I started making friends. And I started to come across like a whole new level of freedom that I had never had before because my parents weren't there. Like there was no one telling me, I mean, the Navy was kind of telling me when to wake up and when to go to sleep. But when it was time to pull into ports um, to like Greece and all these other amazing places, you got to have a level of freedom that you've never experienced, especially at the age of, I think around that time, I probably was like 19. So of course, naturally, I was ready to turn up. (laughs) I was ready to turn up. And that's pretty much what the people I hung around did. We would pull in supports, go get the first thing on the mission of the day is to go get a bottle. Where we're going to get a bottle at, where we're going to drink at, where we're going to bar hop at. Uh, If we wanted to get hotels for the day, because most of the time you couldn't stay overnight, especially as like a E1, E2, E3. So even E4, maybe E5s, but you could not stay overnight. So sometimes we would just get hotels during the day, get bottles and stuff like that. And all of us would be at these hotel rooms, drinking in the pools, doing whatever. So it seemed pretty lit and it really, really was. But looking back now, I wish that I would have taken advantage of just the sightseeing or just taking in the culture and the experiences of all these different places that I've been because I don't really have a lot of memories because most of the time we were there I was intoxicated 
you know? And of course, for 19 years old, that's like what you want to do anyway. But now that I'm 27, I'm looking back like, damn, I should have slowed down and put a pause on the turn up just to like soak up and be present in some of those places. So let's go back a little bit. I know I mentioned earlier that when I first joined, I was also in a relationship. So I had probably been in that relationship for two years at that time. And he was also in the Navy, right? So he was in Jacksonville. I'm young, deployed, you know, meeting all these different people and losing my mind over these niggas on the ship, right? So it kind of naturally drove us apart. You know, we could only talk through emails. um, And every so often, we might even call each other. But it just it wasn't working out. And honestly, I was just such a shitty person at that time that I wouldn't even have wanted to be in a relationship with me either. Because this person was such a phenomenal person. And he just did not deserve the energy that I was giving. So naturally, yeah, it just ended. And that's when I started developing other relationships on the the ship with other people. It sort of felt like that freedom cost me, you know, because it really cost me my entire mind, y'all. Like I was out there just really being somebody that I I wasn't, you know what I mean? I started smoking. If you know me, I... If you grew up with me, you know, I really didn't smoke cigarettes at all. Like I I had never tried a cigarette in my life. And here I am on a ship smoking cigarettes, smoking black and milds, drinking all the time. Like it was just, uh, it was, it was crazy. Y'all like, y'all have no idea. I started talking to this dude, you know, we in a situation where his girlfriend on the ship, me and him was in a hotel room together and she knocking on the door. Like it was just, it got real, real ratchet, real, real quick. And I was just like, how did I even go from a shitty situation before the Navy to another situation that was shitty in the Navy? You know what I mean? So that's why I kind of feel like that freedom that I longed for so much just cost me. And honestly, it really sent me into a depression after we got back from my deployment because I found myself hanging around with people that I know did not have my best interest at heart. Like we were always into some drama. We were, we were always doing stuff we didn't have no business doing. Like there was no, nothing productive about our relationship. And that's what my female friends, male friends, and the dude that I was talking to at a time, who, by the way, also had a baby mom's or a girl pregnant while he was with me. And then he also was married for money in the, like, it was a mess. Like when I tell y'all I was in a messy situation. It was just such a messy situation. And then I found myself being so dependent on alcohol to where I just could not live with myself. Like I, we would, the first thing we do when we wake up in the morning was like, we would chug beers before we go to the ship, right? On our lunch break, we would probably go to the gas station and get a um, strawberita. And then when we get off work, that's also the first thing we wanted to do is just turn up and drink alcohol. Like it was just so, it just, it, it was just so dysfunctional. And I just was losing, I felt relationships around me. Like all the good relationships in my life were just leaving all the like good friendships I had, uh, before I joined the military were leaving. And honestly, it also fucked up my finances too, because I was living paycheck to paycheck because you already don't make that much. And then I started overdrafting my accounts. Every time I got paid, I was losing $500 because I had overdrafted from the, the week before. So it was just like a super fucked up situation. And That just goes to show you, like, be careful what you ask for, because that might not be what you need. And what I mean by that is I had longed for this amount of freedom my whole life. Like, I could not wait to grow up. And then I finally grew up. And I'm just like, 
girl, this is trash. Like, I need some help. I can, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm not responsible enough to, to help myself. So I, like, my mom and me have not had the best relationship ever. But at that point in time, you know, I felt like she saw me going off this deep end and she was just like, let's put our our past to the side and like, let me help you. And thank God for her. Cause she did. I remember I went home one time and she kept getting the Navy federal overdraft uh, letters <laughs> for my account at the house. And she was just like, how much do you owe? Like right now, where, where's your, what's on your bank account right now? And I'm like, man, I'm like negative $500. And she ended up taking me to Navy federal and she put like $800 on my account to get me out the hole and to put me in the positives. And then she was like, take that overdraft fee off your uh Navy Fed account. So when I did that, like, oh my God, y'all that helped me so much. It really, really did. And then I had my own car at the time. So that was kind of helping me. And I just slowly started creeping out of this hole because if you've ever been on a ship, you know, people rotate in and out. So people are constantly coming and going. So all those people that I were hanging out with on the ship, they left. So then it was just me And then I had to make uh, new friends and thank God for the new people that came on because at that point I was so depressed. I didn't know anybody. All the friends that I liked that I knew weren't good for me was gone. So I just kind of had to start meeting new people. And in that process of meeting new people, I met my husband and no, he wasn't in the military at all. We actually met online. I think we met on POF, uh, but we actually ended up meeting up at a bar uh, with his friends and my friends. And from the day we met, till now like my life has just changed so much because it was different when you got to see someone who was successful or you know semi-successful and who's their his friends were also semi-successful um, at young ages and they were not in the military so I kind of got to see or I started realizing like hey there's people out here doing well for themselves that are not in the military like the military is not the only thing in this world we're actually like what one or two percent of the United States population so Things just started clicking. The gears started moving. I started getting older. And from like 21, at the age of 21, just things started changing in my life. And I started hanging out less with people on the ship. And I just started hanging out more with him. And I just realized at that point, I told myself like, yo, to keep this man, like you got to change your life. Like you got to you're going to have to become the person that you know you're capable of being because where you are now, like no one is going to want to stay in a relationship with you. So that is kind of like how things started changing. And then um, things just got better after that. I just start being exposed to more than what was just around me. And I started traveling more. We would just go on like all little small trips within the U.S. And I uh, met my mentor, Harley, shout out to Kashif. <laughs> he, um, he started, um, he's really big on financial liter- literacy. So he started like opening my mind and telling me like, Hey, you need to start saving. Hey, you need to start opening up these certificates. Hey, look and see what a money market is. Get yourself a money market. And when I started becoming more financially stable and I also became a better uh, partner in my relationship, my life just got better. And during that time, I had a friend who had been my ride or die since the first day I joined the Navy, or I'm sorry, not the first day I joined the Navy, but the first time I got on the ship, me and her had been glued to the hip. And as I started getting better in those other areas of my life, me and her started growing further and further apart. 
And our friendship had just reached a point where it just, we did not serve each other. And I knew that. I don't know if she knew that, but I honestly just cut the relationship off cold turkey. And it was kind of bad. A lot of people judge me for it because one day I just stopped answering the phone. But to be honest, I had to be selfish. Like that is just what I needed. I needed, she was like that last little piece of my life, my old life that I was holding on to of dysfunctional dysfunction. So I was just like, I just need to cut it off. And ever since then, my life has gotten so much better. And that just goes to show you, like, you have to want to change and you have to know, like, you can change and you have to cut off people that are not allowing you to change and grow for the better. Like you have to go in another direction than other people are going. That's the only way your life is going to change. And yeah, that's just, that's where it was. So summing up my last three years in the military, right? So after I had did five years on a ship, I went to shore duty and I spent my time in Annapolis, Maryland at the Naval Academy, which was like great because then I was really removed from everybody I had really known in uh, Virginia. And most of the people that were in my office, they were in school. So naturally, they're, they're like, oh, you're they're, you're in school. My parents were telling me like, hey, you need to go to school and get an education or go back and get your bachelor's. And then my husband, he's also uh, been in school since the day I met him. He went and got an apprenticeship, then his associates and now his bachelor's. So I was just like, wow, all these people around me are in school. I have no choice. Let me just go to school. So I went to school. And then in three years, I got my bachelor's and I also became healthier just mentally, physically and emotionally. And I was required to work out more while I was stationary. So my activity was up. My body looked better. Like I just felt good. Like I had also watched that documentary, What the Health, before I got to Annapolis. So naturally, I was just like, well, let me start eating healthy. And I just got it together. And I'm so grateful for that time period because I was kind of sad that I was leaving Virginia. But it was another transition in my life that just needed to happen. And I had fun. Like all the people I worked with, like we would just still get lit, still drink. But it just wasn't for the wrong reasons. It was more so for the right reasons. And it was within moderation. You know what I mean? So I just had a good time. And then I got pregnant um, in 2018. I found out I was pregnant with my son. So that really, I knew, I had an idea that I was going to get out the military after this tour. But when I got pregnant, I definitely knew for sure like that was going to have to happen because my husband told me after that deployment, me and him went through together back in 2015. He told me that he did not want to do any more deployments. He was not he's not moving around from place to place like he wants to be an engineer and that requires him to sit still and be in one location. So I knew like, hey, for this relationship to work and I'm about to have a baby, like I'm going to have to get out. So then I bust my ass and I just found a way. And that's how I got hired on the civilian side. And it's been great ever since. So yeah, like that's a really life, my military life story. Um, Of course, I left out some of the great juicy stories because I want to put them in more podcasts soon to come. But Yeah, I hope you really enjoyed it. And I hope it gave you a little bit more insight and background about my life and my eight years in the military. So what did you guys think? Please let me know in the comments uh, how you liked it and what you didn't like, what you did like and everything about that. Like, did you find some of the things funny or could you relate So some of the things that I was going through at such a young age, I know, again, we always think the life is greener on the other side, especially when we're like just leaving high school 
transitioning into our adulthood, but then you kind of find out like, uh, maybe I should have just stayed with my parents for a little bit longer, but nah, just let me know. And if you liked, um, if you like the stories and if you like the podcast episode, please just like, again, let me know. And if you want to hear more, come listen with Talissa Hamilton. Thank you guys. Peace.